All right, welcome back to Listen to This, a podcast about music, for music, and everything in between. I'm Danny. And I'm Alex. And today we're talking about a weird evolution of the music we've been listening to, both uh, on the radio and personally. But before we get into that, Alex, what have you been listening to? <laughs> well, you really put me on the spot here. But uh, <laughs> so I actually started off the new year, weirdly enough. Uh, so I went to an outdoor bonfire, not a huge party or anything, but just, just just a few friends getting together for the new year, just so we didn't all have to be like alone, like just a few of us all outside. So so there was some distance, and. Uh, the weirdest thing happened there. We started listening to, and this is like this is this is a a heavy metal crowd. Like like they like their death metal. They like and as kind of like ironically they like K-pop or whatever. But we began listening to Britney Spears and Kesha, and there were a lot of songs that I was like, I know this one. I haven't heard this one in forever. And I'm like, I'm amazed. I still know all these lyrics. I'm 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 so surprised by how many of the lyrics to Womanizer I know. I mean, uh, that lives deep in our childhood, let's be honest here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then, so then when I was re-getting those songs back from my own personal library, I, I also kind of rediscovered Pitbull and how, like, oh, no. he was a pretty good, like, 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 party songwriter. Oh, yeah. And he also, like, helped reignite Chris Brown's career because International Love is my favorite Pitbull song. And that yeah. is, is with Chris Brown. I was like, holy crap, I forgot about so many of these. Um. And then a bunch of my, my, my SoundCloud gang did uh, like singles on New Year's Day. Uh, my favorite is, since my favorite is 93 Feet of Smoke, he did one, uh, Fruit 2 slash Fleas, which is weird because Fruit 2 is a sequel to a song off of his newest album called Fruit. And Fruit 1 is not a very particularly like amazing song in my opinion, but fruit two is really good. And I don't see any connection between the two. They don't like share a melody. They don't share lyrics. <laughs> I don't know why he called it fruit two. fleas make sense, but the fruit two part doesn't make sense. Uh, then the only other, Ooh, actually I also want to bring up how there was a, I'm going to say this in air quotes because I'm, I'm still trying to do research to figure out what exactly is going on, but there was a newly released Lil peep song. Now, obviously, he's been dead for over half a decade, and there are still things that are coming out posthumously, kind of like with Juice World. He had a whole album come out posthumously of all of his un- unfinished stuff, during, or stuff that was unfinished during his lifetime. And I thought that this was just another one of these, because one of the music channels that just posts this genre of music, like he, almost daily, I'd say, uh, posted it. I'm like, oh, Give It Up For You by Lil Peep. Cool, this must be a relatively newer one. But it doesn't exist anywhere other than on a... Besides the YouTube video, on a SoundCloud account, it was released on like the first or second of the month, and the SoundCloud account isn't the Lil Peep one, which is obviously where he got started. Yeah. It's some, it's some I, don't, I don't know if it's producer or what, but someone who seems pretty unrelated to Peep that released this, and I don't know where it came from. I mean, it's, it's very clearly still him, unless it's like a great voice copy or something yeah. like that, but I've tried Googling the lyrics to see if maybe this newly released thing is a remix of some other song but no it doesn't exist yeah, anymore. Was, that was what i was about to say is i wonder if it's just like a remix well, sort it, of I, if, if it is i can't figure out from where hmm. in any case and then i also have you ever heard the term hyper pop or glitch pop i've heard of the term yeah so i think of all the music that i've talked about before the closest people that would be able to fit that category would be 100 Gex. Yeah. Because it's pop music, but it, there are times when it kind of uh, gets fuzzy because it's being, it's being over, like it's stylistically, like like the synths and vocals are being over blasted. Yeah. So like by way of like sound editing, it'd be going into the red or whatever. And that's 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 a choice there. But they're also a bit more experimental and at times almost like EDM-y. But apparently hyperpop is like, 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 like a subcategory of the sad boy rap and the regular pop you'd find on, on SoundCloud. Um, there's like an there's like entire communities done around this this whole genre this whole category. Uh, I was actually playing some of it on the speaker when you when you when you came in, uh, and there's a, a girl I found there. I'm still actually not even 100 percent sure what her name is. Just how <laughs> how how small this genre is. Her SoundCloud account is called 8485, and spelled out or just the numbers? Just the numbers. So a lot, a lot of people call her 8485, but. On her account right below that, it says the words 8485, probably for pronunciation's sake. 
But then her description, like about me thing, just says in all capital letters, pin code, pin code, pin code, pin code. And it also has an at Helix Tears, which is a, a collective of just pop, pop slash underground sad boy musicians. Not important though, it's just something she's a part of. Then in one of her songs, probably one of her most, and I, I say this relatively speaking, one of her most famous songs is uh, called Leech, and it ends with, Hi. You've reached pin code. If you think, don't leave a message. Whatever, that was the point. <laughs> but it's, it's so so pin code. I was like, okay, so maybe she goes by pin code because her URL on SoundCloud is pin code eight four eight five. Yeah. Okay. So then I, I I've googled some. I go. I can Google her. I YouTubed her. Just put her name in there eight four eight five and came up with two live sets. But that happened in twenty twenty. So it was like Zoom live sets for yeah. like virtual concerts, like the subculture party and whatever. Um. And when she did Leech Live, at the very end, she did the whole, hi, you've reached pin code. But she opened it by saying, if you want to create a positive business relation with 8485, you should never, uh, don't email me, don't text me, don't DM me on Twitter, and don't fucking Instagram DM me or whatever. So I don't fully know what her name is. I feel like she may have gone by pin code or may have gone gone by the full title pin code 8485, but has since in the last like two months changed that. To just eight four eight five. Man, you really fell down this rabbit hole. And the thing is, there, <laughs> she's had she's had one interview, uh, one article written about her where she was interviewed. I don't even remember who posted it. It was a very small website from a very small writer, but who kept calling her. Oh, God, this I'm not, not uh, this isn't this this is too much detail for the what have you been listening to subject of an episode, <laughs> but she kept calling her eighty. Because I mean, obviously didn't want to call her by her first name, whatever. She wanted to keep that private. But yeah. like 80 would imply that she goes by 84, 85, which SoundCloud suggested she didn't. And the live set thing suggested she didn't. So I don't fully know what this, what this girl's name is. I know she's Canadian. I know she's Canadian. <laughs> that, that's something that's I can confirm for you. Anyway, I would sincerely, if, if you are okay with pop music, and even if, even if you don't want to check out the hyper pop genre, if you like pop music or something that's fun, listen to her song So Dark. Like... It's one of those songs that is is just building for the end. Like everything, you're like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Then in the end hits, and you're like, there we go. That was the payoff for the entire song leading up to it. It's really good. Then she also has a much more serious, sad song. I'm going to call it Cross, but its name is literally like like, like, a, like the cross symbol, like that. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's the emoticon. I don't know what you would call that, but like just a cross. Okay, it doesn't work. <laughs> Just a cross. That's I don't know how you search for it, but... Yeah, I've never seen a song just something like that. I right, mean, I've yeah. seen uh, Bring Me the Horizon when they came out with, like, their weird trance EP. They've had, they had emojicons like that in the title, but yeah. it also was a title. And also with, like, words in it. Yeah. But That's yeah. interesting. So this is... I, chances are, by the next episode, I'll have more things in this genre to talk about. Because I discovered this yesterday. <laughs> You've already fallen so deep. Yeah. <laughs> well, because she often... Her her main producer is also part of the Helix Tier Collective. His name's Black Winter Wells. And he's like half this pop genre and half sad boy emo. So yeah. I knew him from there. Heard some of his other stuff. And then just... The, the door was opened, and I'm like, what room is this? What room is this? This is new. Yeah. Anyway, though, what have you been listening to? I actually decided to go see what was on the charts because I haven't been listening to the radio very often, and so I wanted to see what it could grant me. So I looked on the charts for both iTunes and Billboard just to listen to what's been coming out and what's new. Mm-hmm. Um Gwen Stefani's making a come. There's a lot of comebacks in this, but Gwen Stefani is one of them. She just released a uh, music video called Let Me Reintroduce Myself. Basically, it's kind of a poppy song. It's not quite the way I remember Gwen Stefani when I was growing up, but we all grow, so whatever. Yeah, and but- she ain't no hollaback girl. So. <laughs> but the thing is, too, she references all of her old music by like the way she like is... There's a part of it where she's on this, uh, like, stage almost, and uh, she's next to, like, all these doppelgangers of her from the past. So mm. there's each one dressed up like... Her the, from No the, Doubt, the Hollaback mm-hmm. Girl, the Cool, yeah. and, uh, the Sweet Escape. The Sweet Escape, yeah. It w- That's cool. It is, actually. I really like that music video. I'm kind of sad I haven't really gotten into the song yet. 
Um, but the other comeback, too, Avril Lavigne has reemerged from her shadows. Um, she actually she does that every, like, six years or so. Yes. Yeah, like, she'll come out, she'll either drop an album or she'll drop a song, and then she, like, goes back into her little... But I'm assuming is a gothic mansion from the Adams family. But like, <laughs> I mean, goals. Uh, she and Mod Sun released kind of a like mix between uh, alternative and kind of rap almost um, called Flames. Uh, I've only listened to the tidbits of it. I like it. So I'm kind of excited to hear the rest of the song. And then we have Dynamite by BTS. I love BTS. I don't care if it's ironic or whatever. I like that group. The only song I have by them is On Pun Man. That's because they say Superman's name. <laughs> <laughs> I, have no, I, I have nothing against BTS whatsoever. Like, hey, they're successful. Great. Good for them. I just I just don't really listen to much of their music. If it, come, if it comes to K-pop, I go Blackpink. Oh, I love Blackpink too. Yeah, they're rad. I honestly, just the way, just their fashion sense is enough to like keep you in, even if you don't understand what they're saying. You're just so mesmerized by everything. And that's kind of how it is for BTS too. They always have really good melodies. They always are dressed to the tens and they yeah. always have something to keep you entertained in some way or another. So I, I just appreciate that sort of artistry. You don't really see it too much in a lot of like groups especially groups that are that big mm -hmm. like yeah, there's like seven big. jinx <laughs> i want to say there's seven of of them but i mean they've seen success in the united states where a lot of other like groups like that like you have uh little mix uh they're starting to disband already you had fifth harmony that are now like almost fully disbanded i mean camilla has her own thing going on yeah and same with uh normani and then we have uh, One Direction, and they went multiple directions and left the group. God, that was lame, and you're lame for saying it. <laughs> you're just mad because you didn't think of it first. But Whatever happened to NSYNC? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, Justin Timberlake has a successful career, and there's the others. Exactly. But, so, yeah, I will continue to follow BTS because I just, I, I love them. They're so entertaining. But then we have uh, Save Your Tears by The Weeknd. That one's been a popular song coming out. And then they had the music video that went with it. Um, what I expect from The Weeknd, to be honest, especially with his Pepsi halftime like coming up for the Super Bowl. I'm at, oh, I'm, he's doing, he's doing yeah, halftime show? I'm okay. so excited to see that. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I have a lot, a lot of friends who like The Weeknd. I've heard a lot of stories about The Weeknd. I know Blinding Lights, and that's it. Not, I, uh, what was it? I can't feel my face when I'm with you. That played on the radio all the time. Is it, is that, does, it, does it then go, but I love it? Yeah. Oh, that's The weekend. That's The weekend. I know two weekend songs. <laughs> <laughs> he was always the one. Um, there's also The Hills, too. That one's a really popular radio I remember song. seeing that written down on iTunes thing, but I don't, I don't know if I've ever heard it or not. Maybe. How does that one go? Sing it for me. I That one I cannot sing. Uh, the one thing that I think of when I think of that song is the bass in the beginning. I know three weekend songs. I, I am know. I'm probably his number one fan. <laughs> no, actually, uh, uh, B saw him live. Oh, really? A few years back because her best friend at the time was obsessed, like loves the weekend. And ironically enough, though, that best friend, the time he was in Milwaukee, she was in like Portugal or something. She was, oh, she was over in Europe, so she didn't get to go, but being another friend went. I would love to see them live. The closest I've ever come in to see any of their music played live was when... Is the weekend a group? I thought it was a guy. It's just a guy, yeah. Okay. But like seeing the whole thing live mm. uh, was when I went to uh, Full Exposure in Madison and a local band the archers covered that song the hills uh, yeah okay. it's so good it's the hard rock version of it and honestly i love it way better i even got mal into it and she says it's better i can i can imagine that song would be good with some with with some some grungier aspects <laughs> some some heavier aspects i i think they did a really good job on it so i became obsessed with it all over again and then the, wrapping it up, we have, of course, Body by Megan Thee Stallion that's still on the charts. And Ziara Larson featuring Young Thug, Talk About Love. She always just kind of pops up, too. She's another artist that's I've really good at pop. I've heard that a billion times, but I couldn't tell you what she looked like. 
what you'd expect. She had one other song uh, that was super popular for a hot second called Ruin My Life. And that's where a lot of people, I think, ended up knowing her from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of been what I've been looking into in terms of music. Just trying to see what the radio has to offer. And honestly, it's not bad. This, this... The, the whole 2020 thing was really interesting for music just for how much I mean as we discussed last episode how much it changed things up a bit but also how many people were like bored and yeah. started releasing more music more frequently because they wanted something to do exactly it was kind of a weird uh, renaissance when it came to music because a lot more artists were playing around with music and experimenting more and just being like hey guys here you go yeah <laughs> like, uh, which I think is actually an amazing segue to our topic, which is the, as you mentioned, the the changes in style and sometimes to the extent of changing entire genre for artists and musicians. Now, I'm definitely gonna gonna play with that uh, uh, topic area. I'm gonna I'm gonna push some bounds on that. Like, does this count as changing or whatever? But um, just to lightly brush up on things from MGK and Taylor Swift, who we talked about in more in depth last episode. I don't think we have to just repeat ourselves mindlessly on that. But they, uh, Taylor Swift, throughout her entire career, started off country, kind of had a shift in the middle there towards mixing it with pop, and now is pretty much a pop artist almost exclusively, I'd say. And MGK last year had his album uh, "Tickets to My Downfall." Uh, but there's there are definitely a lot more in, in recent years and kind of. In years even before our, our generation, things that are, are definitely notable. One that I think is <laughs> it's close to home for me is Owl City. He started off very emo, sad boy synth kind of stuff, and now he's basically a pop artist. Yeah. Haven't seen his name much. He hasn't been like heavily in the limelight, limelight since Good Time, and probably hasn't had a song on the radio since Verge. Um, but that yeah, that Verdon Verge was seven years ago now. Oh, damn. He he is still releasing new stuff. It just isn't. It's it's a, it's a pretty niche field now. Like yeah, the only revival he got was because Fireflies became a more popular meme for a bit. <laughs> um, and the reason I, I I mentioned specifically what what you said being a good a good segue is because Charlie XCX, she she's someone who I'm. I could only name you maybe like two three of her songs. But for whatever reason, I really like her as an artist. I do like, too. Like, the first thing I knew her from was uh, Boom Clap, whatever the proper song yep. is called. Um, You're right. That was from, uh, what was it? Okay, okay. And then uh, then I, I also heard her in Fancy mm-hmm. by Iggy Azalea. Um, and from there, she kind of fell off the radar for me. And then I know that in 2016, after recently, like within the last past couple of months, like re-looking into her again and just reading up about her or whatever, in like 2016, she kind of changed things a bit. She is still definitely a pop musician, but goes for like, they call it avant pop, like avant-garde pop music. Because it's definitely more artsy and like, I don't want to say experimental because that makes it sound like it's, it's like a test run. Yeah. But things are like darker. Things are a little bit, little bit more stylistically janky. I guess I'm not. I'm not sure how to properly describe it. But she released two mixtapes in the span of like a year, and each one has like ten songs in it or whatever. And I never, never understood what it meant when a pop star did a mixtape. I know what it means when a rapper does it. And, a yeah. pop, and she was she, she she was interviewed about it. And she was like, "Well, if it's a if it's a, if it's a debut studio album, there's there's so much planning that goes into it. You have to talk to the company. They they have to say, well, you can release it on this date. Wait, is Ed Sheeran releasing an album near then? Can't be near then. Got to postpone it to this day, kind of thing. It's got to be scheduled. But if it's a mixtape, it's taken quote unquote less seriously, and she can do it do it whenever she wants. Yeah. And in her home studio during a quarantine, she can make music, make artwork, make packaging, and fix it all, do it all herself." So she's like, wait, all I have to do is change the name and I can put it out whenever I want. Okay, here's mixtapes of my music. Still full albums, basically, just not marketed the same way. That's smart. And then for her actual third studio album that came out last year, it was made with the fans. Like she would do Zoom meetings with fans, show samples. What do you guys think of this? How should I change this kind of thing? This lyric, this synth thing. Still working with her usual producers, A.G. Cook, who's really, really damn good in pop music, if you ask me. Um... (laughs) Still like taking it to them and getting it professionally done, but constantly workshopping it with with, with fans on like Zoom calls and stuff. That's awesome. I thought that was rad. Yeah. That's a really cool hands-on way for fans to actually work and get to see the process of how songs start Absolutely. to where they end. 
Like, I saw Charlie XTX live at the rave. Uh, it was for Panic at the Dicks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Panic wow. <laughs> okay, let's be honest. I'm not wrong. Oh, hi, I didn't say anything. Anyway. <laughs> We're cutting that out. <laughs> oh, we have to keep that in. <laughs> Pan uh, Panic at the Dicks. Oh. <laughs> Christ. Oh, that was um, <laughs> yeah, no, she opened for Panic at the Disco. It was for a, one of the radio stations hosted it. She kind of played a lot of her classics, and she was just she was another one that was really entertaining to watch. Like I really liked her. And um, then she came out with Boys, and Boy, that man. and that music video are my favorite things ever. Like that is such a funny twist on just from the way people talked about like girls and stuff and you have a whole music video where it's just like girls and skimply clad like pool parties to now you got like boys just doing random things and for some reason it's like kind of sexy and you don't know why like yeah. half the it was joe jonas eating pancakes ollie sykes just sitting there like also oh, a bunch of famous people yeah it. they had uh charlie poof just cleaning a car g easy just like how he is and then like a bunch of other rappers and like pop artists and everything like that and they're not doing anything special they're just kind of messing around and it's a really fun video to watch okay i'll, I'll, I'll look into that actually um now that was off the what one was that off, off sucker or uh that one was one of her newer ones it's i don't know what album it's off oh wait it looks like it, it actually might just, just i think be yeah. a single song that's what i thought yeah, and it also has like that sonic coin noise in between. Uh, yeah, exactly like that. I, like, I may have played a Sonic game or two in my life. <laughs> you don't say. But okay, so so would you care? So with like how I'm feeling, how I'm feeling being the new album that came out, but made with fans and whatever. Like it's it, she's still a pop musician, and she's been a pop musician for her whole career, but within the last five years, there's just something that's different. It isn't quite mainstream pop. It's, yeah. Would you characterize boys in that sound, or is that still during the era of just basically pop music? I would say it's that in-between hybrid period, because it okay. definitely has the pop you that you would hear in radio quality songs, but it also, ha it's just a little more playful. It doesn't really quite fit an algorithm for it, so I okay. feel like that was kind of the lead into her experimenting more with pop and what she can do with melodies. Okay, cool. Do um, you have someone you want to bring up? Otherwise, I can say say segue into someone. Uh, you can keep going because once I get to pop recycles, we'll see how this goes. Okay. Uh, just to just so I can mention it and acknowledge it, you could argue that s some group or person constantly changes things up. For better or for worse, like Ronnie Radke, he does oh, so God. many different things. You, that's why I was wondering why you had that tone. You were I was like, like oh, "There's not too much I, I want on to mention about it." But that dude will literally do any genre he feels like, and usually it's done out of spite. That's like, true. Like you're a rock star, don't don't be a rapper. Well, I'm gonna incorporate rap into some of my songs, and whether or not it's good rap is is up to you to decide. But but the the dude changes things up from time to time to the point where I don't know how to characterize falling in reverse into a genre other than rock. Yeah, I agree. Is it agree. hard rock? Is it synth rock? Is it pop rock? Is it punk rock? Is it heavy rock? It's just spite. It's spite rock. It's spite rock. <laughs> <laughs> that band was made it from uh, made out formed out of spite. So that's true. <laughs> that makes sense. Honestly, yeah. Looking back though, that's a really good way to ex like explain them to people who don't know. They're literally just spite rolled up into a melody there's ronnie doesn't even care who's in his band if, if, one, if one of the band band members says something mean to him he's like fine you're out i'll hire this guy yeah that's true too i feel like that's also why a lot of people don't like him is just because he does so much out of spite like yeah. he doesn't take any sort of criticism from fans bandmates producers he... yeah you mentioned the one concert where he yelled at the fans yeah that was, it was just really awkward and i don't know i don't i mean when you're on something like Warp Tour where you are playing sort of the similar set over and over, I can get how it can be a little, like, overdone. But, dude. I thought you were going to say, when you're on something like drugs. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. too. That, I would imagine. But, yeah, they've always 
had an interesting way of changing their sound because mm -hmm. they don't really tell you either that they're changing their sound or they're trying something new or they're experimenting. They're just like, here you this go. Is, yeah, <laughs> this is what you get. Throw a fit. I dare you. And he like gets off on that. That's one way to put it. Yeah. Let's, he, I mean, you're not wrong. He made a whole song about like how like nobody's going to tell him any different because no matter what, even if you're still commenting at him, you're still like commenting at him. He's the still getting the attention. No such thing as bad publicity. Yeah. Like, he does not give two dogs about it. And I'm two like, darns. Two gosh dangs about it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm censoring myself now, but here we are. 14 episodes in. <laughs> I, mean, I did, I did, I did some math real quick there. I did say dicks earlier on accident, so there's that. So then you have to keep it in. Oh, my God. Because you brought it up again. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. It was an accident. Um, another um, kind of I don't know if I would consider this a drastic change because it's kind of changing but still in the same genre it would be would be Bruno Mars as we talked about lately because he started off very kind of just R&B kind of pop like he was featured in uh, Nothing on You and uh, is it Billionaire or Millionaire? I think it Millionaire? <laughs> okay but stuff like that which is pretty pretty traditional pop or sometimes just like smoother stuff and then he did like uh uptown funk and 24 karat gold 24k to whatever i don't remember I, i'm not the biggest bruno mars fan like, i mean i'm I, I thinking about uh he had songs like grenade and uh the way you are just the way you are um and like i said those are those are more the older style and now he's a little bit like funkier i guess and obviously uptown funk isn't him he's only featured in it but i just mean like these these songs are pretty quintessential to the name bruno mars yeah um i mean i'm thinking of like locked out of heaven oh, i love I, that song yeah i love that, is that my song favorite too. bruno mars song that's that's an incredible one um when i was your man grenade um just the way you are was kind of like that weird in between yeah, with, and that was his first real song as a solo artist. Yeah. I still remember watching VH1 Top 20 Video Countdown and talking about Bruno Mars finally doing his own thing instead of just featuring in something. Yeah. Oh, and it's Billionaire, not Millionaire. Billionaire, okay. Um, Please Me with Cardi B and him. That was kind of a weird... I don't know that one. Uh, like, another kind of hybrid thing where you have the rap, but you also kind of have the Motown funk. It was just a nice... Okay bright blend and then he had finesse with cardi finesse, b later on like as well one. which which is also kind of like it's still very clearly a hip-hop song but there's something funky about it yeah i also like how the music video was a was a tribute to in living color i thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was really cool and then of course the uh the lazy song oh yeah or that one is my go-to song at all times your anthem yeah let's be honest here but he really did change a lot and especially to in his aesthetic like he kind of went from mm -hmm. like that boy across the street to like straight up g it's an old cadillac car if that i'm remembering it right from uptown funk's music video but his whole style kind of changed and how he presented himself for a while so that was kind of interesting to see too yeah for sure uh huh. cool speaking of style um there are there are a few just like quick things i want to mention before i talk i mean before i talk about like big shifts in things um this is this is an example of where I'm kind of bumping on the edges of does this fit the topic or not. But with Green Day and Rise Against, their sound didn't necessarily change, but the band changed when yeah. they became more political bands. Oh yeah. Starting with like American Idiot and Suffer and the Suffer and the Witness was the last non-political one. Probably Endgame, I guess, is their biggest political album for Rise Against. But like with those two things, the bands very much shifted. Oh yeah. And you could you could argue for for better or for worse. Like even though I, I prefer personally. To not always have an entire album filled with like messages being sent to me, I can't argue that they're still great albums. <laughs> exactly, they're just ones that you kind of have to take bit by bit, not the whole thing at the time. Yeah, and okay. then um, it's actually funny that you mentioned Gwen Stefani because I have her on my list from uh, shifting because no doubt was kind of like a reggae hip hop thing. Then Gwen yeah. herself was just kind of a pop artist for the most part. So I I brought that especially up. with Love Angel Music Baby. That one was a huge shift from. Uh, the No Doubt to that was her first solo album. I don't know why oh. I remember that. I think it was because <laughs> it was like my first album that I bought with my own money. I was so excited about it. So um, kind of going off of just the idea of things kind of changing and morphing into something new. 
I'm going to take it back and call it Pop Recycles. So I've noticed. Hey, don't give me that. I think it's a great. I think it's. A, I agree with the concept, but your sales pitch. I know. There's also a reason I'm not in sales. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. so I've noticed too, in a lot of pop songs from the radio, a lot of them have really old melodies to them, and I don't mean like you know our grandparents' age or anything like that. Things that we wouldn't recognize now, but things that our parents would definitely recognize and um so one of them too is just the fact that the 70s and 80s era is kind of coming back through our music where you have the the weekend and the synth pop in um blinding lights especially you can hear it and he's kind of played with that sort of uh melody for a while now Mm -hmm. and then Dua Lipa, um, Levitating is a very 70s vibe. And she even, in a music video, it's very much uh, kind of imaged after a lot of the 70s. Okay, so she's like blatantly acknowledging. Yeah. Okay. I mean, she's kind of, she even dances like that old style, like disco dance. Okay. And there are people That's on roller funny. skates that come and it looks very much like a roller skating rink. From that roller time. disco. Exactly. It was super cool. I love it. I It makes me want to go out and dance. And it makes me sad that none of them are open. <laughs> but. Fucking COVID. But then also too from Dua Lipa. Um, she has a song Break My Heart. And it's bothered me for a while. There was a reason I couldn't get into the song. And I didn't know why. Because my brain kept saying it was something else. It's something else. You've heard this before. So I finally did research on it. And I figured out. That um, it's the same melody as All She Wants to Do is Dance by Don Henley, um, which people might recognize from Coyote Ugly. It's a, it was an old movie about a Jersey girl that works at this crazy-ass bar in New York. Okay. And um, I, don't, it, I think that's why it bothered me so long is because I had to figure that out. But then you have another one um, like Ava Max. Uh, she did the song Sweet But Psycho. She also did a song, Kings and Queens, and I heard it, and there was another one where I, my brain was glitching, because I'm like, I know <laughs> this song. My brain was glitching. But the lyrics weren't the song that my brain was telling me it was, and so I had to look it up again, and it was uh, You Give Love a Bad Name by Bon Jovi. It's the same sort of melody, but in the weirdest way I've ever heard it, or I thought I'd ever hear it, to be honest. In a bad way, though? I don't know. I, it's very polarizing. I feel like either you're going to love it or you're going to hate it. There's not going to really be an in-between to it. Just the sound of that sounds like something I'd get Stockholm Syndrome into. I would listen to it and go, no, it's not very good. But it'd be stuck in my head. Then three weeks later, I listen to it again. Then three days later, I listen to it again. And yeah. suddenly I like the song. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the lyrics are... I love the lyrics to it. And I love the Bon Jovi song. But I just... I can't reconcile them together Mm -hmm. it's a really weird sort of mix to it and then to hear it on the radio and you're just like wait a minute like it's weird thinking kids are going to grow up and think that's the melody and never know that where it came from yeah that's that's trippy like people aren't going to know like that's bon jovi's song like kids nowadays probably didn't even realize that that melody was from somewhere else there's got to be a handful of things like that, though. I mean, there are definitely melodies I've heard before who, after researching it, discovered it was from something else. That's not a very good story because I can't think of any examples off the top of my head. <laughs> well, I mean, happened. probably one of the most famous examples was actually um, back... It was settled in two, 2018, so I don't know quite when it was started, but it was a lawsuit from Marvin Gaye's family. Um, they sued uh, Robin Thicke over Blurred, blurred lines. lines. That's right. There was a huge lawsuit because he... took like part of the melody not even like the entire melody but just enough where the family recognized it and sued him over it and um that settled in favor of marvin gaye's family but the melody was got to give it up and i never knew that because i just never knew marvin gaye i mean besides his one big song of of never gonna give you up you also know that vanilla ice sample queen song and then there was a huge lawsuit about it I knew they covered it, but I never knew the lawsuit about it. Ice Ice Baby totally rips off Under Pressure yeah. and V Ice. No, so Vanilla Ice made his song afterwards, totally stole the bass line yeah. and just added in one more beat. And there was a massive lawsuit. And the interview 
a vanilla ice defending himself is the stupidest thing. No, no, no. Their song goes do 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 do. My song goes do 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 do. It's totally different. It's like what the fuck, dude? No, it's not. You didn't. I knew about the like. I knew that those two songs were like. Ice Ice Baby went to court. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, that was that was a big thing. I was doing a bit saying Queen stole from him, but yeah, there's a there's a fun there's a fun history lesson for you. Oh God. And now he builds houses. Really? Yeah, he's, always, he, does, he does construction now. He's not really in music. I always confuse him with Riff Raff for some reason. I don't know why. I don't even know that name. He, he honestly, until he got really buff and whatever the hell happened, they could describe him the exact same way and not know which one you were talking about. Okay. So I always get them confused a lot. Hmm. Okay. Fun for- fact, guys. Don't make fun of me. I'm not gonna bring bring up Chelsea Cutler. Uh, so now I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about musicians that have just like damn near completely changed their sound. Uh, the first one, because just because I feel like it might be a cool fun fact thing, is Katy Perry. Oh yeah. Because her first album as Katy Hudson, which is her actual name, was a, a Christian album. Oh god. And then like eight years later, she came out with One of the Boys, and when the lead single is I Kissed a Girl, you know it's not a Christian album anymore. Oh yeah. One of the One Boys. One of the Boys, okay. yeah. I mean that that album has my favorite Katy Perry song. I love the song "Waking Up in Vegas." That's that's I do that's, too. Like, that's like a fun like adventure party song. There was one I can't find it on our discography right now. I might have to Google it. Is it one of the singles? Uh, no, it was one off of that album. You're so gay. <laughs> no, not that one either. <laughs> There's a lot of songs that I feel like people slept on when it came to it, just because they were kind of more. That's what you meant. When yeah. You were, okay. My brain just is still glitching Glitch, out, yeah. so it was like trying to write itself, and here we are. Okay. Um, Lost is a really good one. Uh, Fingerprints. Uh, if you can afford me, I love that one. Uh, and I'm still breathing. They're ones that not a lot of people know, but I think was a like showed her dynamic that she can have because you have something where it's like i kissed a girl and then it's self-inflicted or um waking up in vegas to thinking of you it's such a roller coaster of emotions in one album yeah but it's not in a bad way i've I've never heard the non-single songs my my mom got that uh cd and back when i didn't have anything fancy and i only had a cd player No no mp3 player of any kind no uh that was i would just go off albums so you just play through an album and yeah. you put the next one in that's how you used that to era. do it kids yeah so i would listen to that one a lot so i kind of found a few just quieter songs that i really liked okay i guess you could also argue that her pop style has changed because she did things like the one that got away and teenage dream and wide awake but oh, I, those are so like nostalgic yeah God, God, whatever um another group that and i, I have I assume I have less info on them. Uh, that completely changed their song, their sound after the first album is Sugar Ray. Uh, they have like they're known for their songs like Fly and uh, Every Morning and uh, When It's Over and whatever. But their first album was a, a a heavy metal hard rock album, and it's not good. Like really, it, it isn't like they made something new, but then then, then they they change it up a bit. Like no, like they were trying to become a marketable, profitable band by making that sound, thinking they would fill and like go into a niche genre. Nobody even listened to it. Nobody cared about what it was. Then one day when they were dicking around, they made something funky and they made fly, and it got so much radio play. They're like, well, we'll just change our entire sound to be more successful. That's insane. Well, I mean, Mark McGrath's kind of insane. So. That's fair. But, like, that's kind of funny how that happened. Yeah. It's honestly the same story with uh, Hinder. They had extreme behaviors or whatever. You had yeah. Lips of an Angel, Better Than Me. That was, like, an emo rock kind of album. Every album after that's been glam rock. Been, like, like you would assume that they, at one point, were, like, a, a Guns N' Roses cover band or something. Oh, wow. It's, like, it's like that, that kind of sound they're going for. That's actually kind of funny. <laughs> It's also the reason no one's heard of, heard of Hinder recently. Yeah, seriously, though. Like, I always kind of just look them up to see if they're still doing stuff, and I'm almost always surprised when they are. Yeah. Well, because then the lead singer also did a solo thing for a bit, but I think he went back. 
But I think he went back. Oh, I think so. Another person who has changed their sound and in a way that I don't think is bad or anything, I genuinely just think this person's like an artist who likes doing different things, is Darius Rucker. Started yeah. off with Hootie and the Blowfish. Hootie, uh, while well, they were still together, but t- towards the end of their, their first run together, he released an R&B album. Uh, not too remarkable. It's very much an early aughts R&B style. Yeah. Like Usher, Neo, that kind of thing. Um, I like the song This Is My World, but that's about it. Then uh, two years later, Hootie ended, and then he began doing solo stuff as a country artist. And I think probably his most famous one is probably Wagon Wheel. Mm-hmm. If you are in a bar in Wisconsin, at a certain <laughs> point, you're going to hear that song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's cool. Like, like it seems like, sure, maybe maybe he, he changed genres to be more, to make more and more money off of it. But if you like just li- listen to any interview with him or read any interview with him, he genuinely likes almost all forms of music, and he grew up around so many kind, so much, so many different kinds. Because his, while his family wasn't necessarily musical, they would always like play music in their community and in church and whatever. So he, yeah. he he's always been open to the new things. So then Hootie got back together. He still does country stuff, but now he does rock stuff as well with Hootie, and it's it's cool. I like Dar- I have so much respect for Darius Rucker as a musician. Yeah, that's awesome. He's a really cool guy. I'd it- buy him a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Darius, if you're hearing this. Hit me up, I'll buy you a beer. Hit me Maybe up. two if you're if you're really cool to me. <laughs> <laughs> if oh you're my. lucky. If you're lucky. Oh God, my. I'm such a dick. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho, I'm trying to look too, because there was one I was thinking of, but now I can't. Oh, Tuv Low. She's someone too that's definitely in the last couple of years switched in a very interesting way, because you had habits and talk that one which was the biggest radio play that i remember hearing and then uh she did a song with uh seven lions called stranger and then all of a sudden she started doing i don't know how to explain it and that's the thing i want to call it like underground pop because she always has this image of kind of like the grungy sort of out there person not in a bad way at all but just kind of like comfortable with who they are and like regardless like the one that'll walk out in the most flamboyant outfit and you're just like yeah that tracks like yeah she's probably going grocery shopping exactly (laughs) and so i tried keeping up with her i shouldn't say tried i do keep up with her because i do like her music but uh she always had if i can look it up I only know her first album, Queen of the Clouds, and her most recent, Sunshine Kitty. I don't know anything that happened within the last, like, five years, <laughs> six years for her. I know. That's, uh, I followed her when she came out with Ladywood. That's kind of when it started changing for Relax, Buddy. <laughs> that was kind of where she started. I I shouldn't say, like, experimenting, but when she started kind of fleshing out a lot of her themes from talking body and habits and that whole album okay because then you have uh lady wood true disaster was really good um that was pretty much the what i listened to on that album but i did like it and then on blue lips with uh disco tits uh she doesn't know but she knows you're laughing i'm gonna keep going (laughs) um hey you got drugs that was a good one too but they don't sound like the way you think they'd sound. Yeah, yeah. They kind of like surprise you a little bit. You're dying. Well, I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, me neither. And then it came up and I'm like, what the fuck is this? I So I, I, I like her story in the music industry. Just one of those girls, kind of like a Megan Trainer type who just wrote pop songs all the time. And then one day she said, I want to I record the stuff I'm writing. And when she was writing Habits, her first big hit, big hit, excuse me. Um, she was, she said in an interview, I was trying to think of ways to like, like write, write a metaphor for getting high. And then I thought, wait, why, well, why am I bothering with a metaphor? I'll tell the story exactly as it was. So yeah. that's, 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 I, I got to stay high all the time kind of thing. She's, she's very like, like blunt. She's like, no, this is, this, this is, this is what I'm talking about. This is, this is, this is the message of the song are, is the lyrics kind yeah. of thing. I like from her newest, I assume it's newest actually. It's at this point over a little over a year old. But Sunshine Kitty, the album, I like, I like the songs Bad as the Boys, which is about, I mean, she's bi or pan or something, I'm not quite sure. But it's a song about how a girl breaks her heart and she, she's just, just as bad as the boys are kind of thing. And Sweet Talk My Heart, it's the 
the exactly what you would think just like say nice things and, and make me feel, feel loved for a night then we'll go have sex kind yeah of that tracks yeah with her yeah no, i think I, that's why i like her though is that she doesn't she is as she is and she doesn't like try and change her image or anything she's just very like hey I, i'm me and i take pride in like how i am just gonna be open with the world and whatever they like ask of me and i really appreciate that an artist for sure and i'm gonna, I'm gonna make a prediction that the up-and-comer ash nico is going to be very much that same kind of story same kind of thing uh just an, an, another pop musician but today she oh, fuck i just dated the episode but recently she just had a, a music video release uh <laughs> she she's uh in the, in the coming days just a few few days away she's gonna release her first her first mixtape and she uh, she just had a song come out with a music video deal with it the music video for whatever reason is like pirates of the caribbean style hell but, yeah uh, but but the music video it, but the, the song is very much a kind of very upfront not much not much room for metaphor uh kind, kind of song about like I, I you're you you say you're upset by me oh well deal with it yeah that kind of thing like I could see her just because of the genre and the way she she promotes her promotes her message. I could see her being like another kind of tableau story. Uh, the last name that I have written down on here is a band who I, I just thought of another band I could talk about. Um, <laughs> the last name I've written down here is a band who changes their sound all with almost every album, ever so slightly. Like they'll they'll have one sound, then tweak it a little bit, then tweak it a little bit, then tweak it a little bit, and then by that fourth album, it's a totally different sound than the first one. Yeah. Uh, the th- Thirty Seconds to Mars. Hell yeah. Their their uh their self titled first album was very much kind of like, I don't know what you would say, like an ethereal kind of space synth rock kind of thing. Then a beautiful lie came out, and that was a bit more emo. Then This Is War came out, and it was a bit more traditional rock with a bit more of like an anthemic quality. Yeah. Then uh. Love, lost faith, and other, and other. Well, so for whatever, whatever reason, I constantly confuse that one with uh, "Rise, Fall, Rage, and Grace" by The Offspring. Well, yeah, that's that, fair, that has like you're gonna go far, kid, and whatever. Uh, love, lust, faith, and oh my god, just show me the full thing. Faith and dreams. Love, lust, <laughs> faith, and dreams. They're just very much kind of like an an, an electronic more of a sound like that still a full band or whatever but like more of a more of an, an electronic poppy ish sound um and then america came out which in my opinion just sounds like a jared leto solo album yeah but whatever featuring halsey it had halsey in it yeah and uh a few, there's a few different people in there but like they, they they're constantly changing things up and i think it's because jared leto is so weird as a person that he's always like i'm gonna try this now <laughs> it's like all right jared you you do you the confetti shoots yeah. in the background. i just my only question is at what album do you think they turned into the cult uh because i want to say it's probably right around war. this war yeah. yeah and then they got they released like a music video for uh Hurricane. closer to the edge too okay. okay well closer to the edge was just a concert video yeah basically but like i feel that's when it kind of solidified that well, Pe- so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh no, I was just like solidified that they're just culminating something. They're like mainstream niche. Yeah, I guess. Well, so it's it's just an interesting story, just because Jared Leto, with the first album, he was he was like prior to being a musician, he was an actor, a teen, a teen, a teen heartthrob. Then uh, he made the band, and the first album was very much a record company album like this is this is the sound you're gonna go with okay here's how we're gonna make this album Mm -hmm. then for beautiful lie jared leto stepped in and said nope i'm in charge now i'm I'm taking care of this so he was very very much instrumental in like the sound of the album and he directs all their music videos now under the name bartholomew cubbins but it's still jared and the way what a name (laughs) i'm just i get stuck on it every time it's it's a character from something he's borrowing the name for whatever but with this is war, he started really having fun with like like the image of the band because like closer to the edge was just like a concert album. He had weird, he had like a weird pink mohawk mm-hmm. in it at that time. But then you had like this is war, which is it's, it's it's a political song. Let's call it what it is. But the music video was very fun. It was like a sci-fi war scene kind of yeah. thing. 
And then he made a hurricane. And I watched the behind the scenes, and it was something Wasn't along the lines that... of he wanted to personify sex. That's what I I was thought. I little, 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 little. <laughs> let me try that again. That's what I thought it was too. And he very much personifies BDSM. Like that's that like there, there there's a lot of characters. There's a lot of BDSM characters. But like I feel like that's the era because they were in the MySpace era. They were different. They were like alt and emo and kind of angsty a little and bit edgy. So, yeah, that's edgy that's the one thing yeah. is no matter what they were always just a little edgy even now in um the love lost dreams one, love lost faith and dreams yeah even in that one and especially in their music videos there was one um northern lights i like that one that one's kind of edgy <laughs> that one's kind of edgy all right let me quick look this up because uh, it oh. has um what is her name she used to be married to uh come on think danny she used to be married to marilyn manson she's a really famous like oh. pinup burlesque oh, uh, lady ish. and i remember she's in the music video too but the whole thing is just so edgy and i'm just like who dita von Teese. yeah um up in the air in that that was the first thing yeah or do or die i love do or die i do too i'm not gonna lie but i i first heard do or die in the trailer for a miyazaki movie really yeah oh what one is it do you remember uh the wind rises the one about the world war ii airplane engineer Ooh, yeah well the american dub version of it yeah it was brought to our theaters i mean but yeah, whatever they work on, they always have to kind of make it controversial somehow. Something about it's always a bit di- a, a bit different than what you would expect. Yeah, because I mean, even in the American album, they still they on the album cover it was like the top names or something or top things. Every who... single way, you, every in every single format that CD is in, the album cover is different. Digitally, it's the top six sex positions that were looked up in America streaming wise it's something different uh there was names where it's like mickey donald uh what one shows up on my phone because i remember looking at it oh kim justin jesus michael mickey donald most google names or something probably uh it doesn't go into the specifics i'm sure i could google it but then like the physical release has something different uh there's, there's like there's like five or five or six different album covers for it the one I, I know is like the iTunes one, the, the digitally released one, which is the Sex Positions. Really? Yeah. And Cowgirl's the top one. <laughs> <laughs> In case you were wondering. Uh, I have to make sure our viewers know. Cowgirl doggy face. 69 scissors. I mean, yeah, face. Ha, ha, I know all about that one, man. The crab. The crab. <laughs> that sounds it's ominous. Pin- pinchy. <laughs> ominous like the crab but it's also <laughs> that's horrible it's kind of like what you were saying with tub low though like like this, this checks out this is this is this is on brand for what something jared would do that's true i i don't know if if shannon and tomas 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 whatever thomas um <laughs> well watch that not even be close to what his name is supposed to be oh fuck i'm still done the crab it sounds <laughs> pinchy it sounds horrible kind of pinchy <laughs> <laughs> oh shit his name was tomo tomislav he left the band though he did when that happened that's the one thing too about oh, them they're God. they're very quiet about things too you don't really know what they're doing until all of a sudden they release it and the same with the people involved you really don't know who's going to be involved he left like three months after america was released hmm. I, knew, I didn't know that Maybe he wasn't happy with uh, the Jared Leto release. Hmm. Could be. Now, all that being said, I do still respect Jared Leto for this um, for the fact that he will not be in a movie or an acting role if they want to include their thirty seconds to Mars music, and he won't use the thirty seconds to Mars to promote a movie or acting yeah, project. Yeah, he keeps them He's separate. Like, there are two different art forms. He 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 is. He is in each of them for a different reason. He doesn't want to be used, basically. Yeah, I can appreciate something like yeah, that. Yeah, like I, 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 I can't, I can't look down on him for that. Got anything else? Yeah, actually, okay, <laughs> just briefly. Now, my information here is 
seven years old this year. Are do you know the band Greek Fire? No. So they were started by uh, people from Story of the Year mm-hmm. who wanted to do like a side project, basically. Now, I know them because their song, Top of the World, was in the trailer, the second trailer for Big Hero 6, back when that came out. <gasps> um, and when I Googled them, I, or, uh, first I iTunes them and I wanted to hear other songs that were, that were like it. I'm like, yeah. none of these are really like it at all. And I remember looking them up before I even read anything here. I remember reading that with almost every single song, they they do a different sound. It isn't like the different albums are different sounds, but it was like every single sound song was supposed to be different. Yeah, okay, that's not what this says anymore. So maybe my, my information was wrong and stupid. But... <laughs> I mean, you can't fault a band yeah, they're for... they're hippies. They're hippies! <laughs> you sound so surprised. <laughs> I like how for musical style, the Wikipedia doesn't even talk about anything. It just says, the band describes themselves this way, then gives it a quote. It's like, we're not going to touch this. They can describe themselves. <laughs> we're not going to touch this. You can't label this. But Top of the World's a really good song. It's, it's, it's one of those songs that's really happy and anthemic, unless you're listening to the lyrics. Oh, God. Because it's, it's, it's a song about failing. But you wouldn't know that. You would think it's a song about succeeding from, from the genre, from the sound, rather. It's all about context. Okay, no, yeah, no. You, you, you can definitely just say uh, a rock band. But I, for whatever reason, I remember reading about them. They, at the time, they only had, I think, like two EPs out. Yeah. Or something like that. And they were and they were very much... Maybe they realized how exhausting it was to change their sound so much. Could be. They had they had one EP and they had something that won't load. But it looks, it looks like it, it might be a full LP. In any case. But yeah, they, 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 were, they were always doing things a little bit differently. Now that is all I have. We covered a lot in this episode. Yeah, it's already over an hour, and we don't have as much to, I I, I don't think, as much to cut out as we did last Yeah. Time. Except for maybe the dicks part. No, I think we should keep that part in. Because you know, then you reference it later. If you cut it out, but then leave the other story intact, it wouldn't make sense. God. <laughs> Fudge. My mother is going to really call important. me and be like, Danny. Trying to get the dicks. <laughs> You meant, you meant sporting goods, right? I kind of went, oh, at the end. <laughs> it, it I mean, still. I'm right still. But, yeah, I think we covered a lot in this episode. And I don't and, know. And I'm sure there's still plenty more to talk about. Like, yeah. I, I, I was definitely sticking to, like, our, our more niche areas. But I wanted to branch out, which is actually when I was thinking, what about, like, country or something or R&B, which is what made, made me think of Darius Rucker and stuff. So, I mean, there's got to be more people who have completely flip the script on things oh yeah because there's plenty of singer songwriters who do what they want like regina specter changes her sound a lot uh poppy's oh god there's a one poppy first ep (laughs) the bubble bath ep and then am i a girl the lp one of those is bubblegum pop music and the other one's a drug trip (laughs) you look like you're so scarred when you're saying that you literally staring off in the distance behind me just like I've seen things, man. I've, I've, I've heard seen, some shit. I've seen uh, it. Have I, have I never played you anything from that? No, I have done my best to stay away from Poppy only because I know I'm not going to I heard like one snippet of something when she was on some late night thing. It, it, it would either have been Low Life, which has like a reggae feel, or Money. It might have been Money. If Money it, Can't Buy Happiness, then why is it so fabulous? Wow. But, like, whatever I heard, it was just trippy enough where I just felt really uncomfortable. And I was like, that, cool. No. She has a song with Grimes. You know who you know what Grimes yeah, is like, right? Yeah, I know who Grimes is. She's yeah. in a, a Nihilist Blues with Bring Me the Horizon. And she and she, she doinked Elon. Now they have a weird-ass <laughs> named kid. <laughs> yeah, that's the girl. Why did she have to say doinked in that sentence? It made it worse. They like made love? I don't know. That was so weird, but it was so seamless at the same time. The like, gr- Well, I mean, so she's, she, she also started off as, as an ARG. Like, she was made to be, like, a game you kind of play. Like, figure out the mystery. Who is Poppy? And she was, I mean, maybe things have changed since the whole, like, film theory thing about it. But she was, like, confirmed to be a manufactured pop star. And then it was... If you went to, like, the source code of her fan page of her official website, mm-hmm. the first thing you would see in the code before you actually got to the code of the website was the Illuminati symbol. Like, it was oh, like the, the Illuminati symbol had, like, manufactured a pop star. And the, her, her first big song, Low Life, 
the music video is about that. First, she poses like Baphomet at a certain point. Yeah. And but then she's also being like offered a, by like the the devil in a suit, like very sexualized, eating a banana, and she's like kind of thing. Like she's being manufactured, but but she but she's like really rejecting the pop industry or whatever. I don't know. That's interesting. She's she's trippy as hell, and I don't I'm not not the biggest scholar on her, but. Hey, you keep doing you. Yeah, seriously. I've never Mariah. heard two separate, like, it really is like a bubblegum pink, and then all of a sudden you're, it's just screaming, and I wasn't expecting that. But no, it's like she's a normal person. Like, she's very clearly doing this on purpose. It isn't yeah. like, it is, it isn't like she's expressing herself artistically. She's like, let's, let's see what I can do. <laughs> kind yeah, of let's thing. mess with people a little yeah. bit. I kind of appreciate that chaos. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, 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 I get behind it. Hell yeah. Music and shit, am I right? <laughs> I, I, get it I, all in I, one get song. Whiplash from listening <laughs> to a song. What song is that? Called Play Destroy. Play Destroy. Which I mean also fits both music, like Play Destroy, like, oh, it's just a game, but also like very clearly we're gonna break shit. We're gonna kill shit. <laughs> very clearly. Which goes with the music, the play, the poppy stuff, and destroy the dark stuff. Yeah. That is super interesting. Yeah. Huh. Well, my opinion's been switched around all in one go. All right. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, I've I've heard one other song off the album. I think it was X, because that was from her first LP. Because mm-hmm. Bubble Bath was an EP, and X was very much I think almost like exclusively a heavy metal song. I haven't heard anything else from her since then. That was 2018. Lord knows what the girl could have done in the past two years. <laughs> Seriously, or what she's cooking up. Yeah. Really. Hell yeah. The next time we, we check in with what have you been listening to, I might have some stories to tell. <laughs> cool. But yes, that is where the this episode will, will be wrapping up. Uh, next episode's theme will probably be something involving love, just given the way it'll fall on the calendar. So, uh, And that is a, like, it's open. We could go from, like, cute love songs to, like, the creepiest love songs we can find, to, to just, be honest. To just, like, songs that are, like, full-on about sex or, like, in Jason Derulo's case, masturbating. So oh, God. It's, it's, You're it's, never going to let that go. I'm never going to let that go. I have nothing against Jason Derulo, but he made a song about jerking off. And that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> He's made a lot of weird songs, to be honest here. Yeah. Okay, okay, but yeah. Thank you so much for listening. As usual, we have our Facebook and Instagrams, which uh, Danny updates the Facebook relatively frequently, but still, same story as ever. Uh, Instagram's a bit quiet because there's not much live music happening nowadays. Yeah. But when it happens, feel free to check in there. Uh, otherwise, yeah. Yeah, anyway, we'll see y'all next time. Bye.